आई वी एम You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome to another episode of TFG Indian Football Podcast. Uh, it's an interesting time. Uh, ISL is in international break. I League is going on full swing, and uh, the Indian national team, the men's national team, I should say, because the women's national team is also in the news. The men's uh, national team is taking on Jordan in an international friendly uh, on the 17th. and the women's national team just got into the second round of the olympic qualifiers it's happening all over the place uh, you know on all fronts indian football uh, is uh, firing on all cylinders i should say and uh, kevin is with me kevin how are you enjoying this uh, in a flurry of activities uh, from september it seems like we've just picked up pace and uh, it's it's just not going to stop indian football we have the i league we have the isl the men's team women's team the junior teams everything is happening all at once it seems like you know it's it's a boom phase it is it is you know it's always you know good to talk about matches that you know come about come come to you thick and fast and uh, that's been the, been the case for i league and isl uh, although i league has started a bit later than the isl but i think it's it's already grabbing all the attention that was you know needed for the top division and uh, isl again uh, you know uh, it, it's been in the spotlight because you know it, it's it, it's the second year that uh, we see isl and i league running simultaneously uh, and you know it culminates so well when it comes to the national team and both fronts you know the, the women's national team and the men's national team uh, are gearing into action and uh, thankfully you know we're doing well uh, this is what we've been expecting uh, for our national team to do well so it's a good preparation for the men's team as uh, to head into the asian cup but the bigger uh, picture what we can see from women's team is uh, they're having a strong run and you know, particularly knowing uh, that you know Uh, in the asian circuit where we we not made too much of a name we we able to you know hold on to good uh, good strong teams and uh, head and the second round is obviously looking very positive from the way we uh, approach the first uh, round and great results to to take forward to the, the second round yes yeah one win for uh, the <clears throat> indian women's national team uh, got a 7-1 win over bangladesh uh, that was always going to be a rout uh, nepal held us to a draw and uh, myanmar although we lost the game uh, what was interesting was the way that uh, indian team even after conceding early did not give up and just kept to a rhythm and uh, you know got the equalizer uh, conceded a goal late in the game that can happen myanmar team was more fit Uh, and they were always going to uh, have uh, extra uh, pressure in the uh, final stages of the game india were playing away uh, the game play was a little more conservative they thought like uh, you know a draw was enough for them to top the group and uh, it came back to bite them in a way reminiscent of uh, how indian team used to be in you know 2013 or in uh, 2014 the men's team uh, similar kind of conservativeness um but uh, you know uh, it what's interesting is that uh, we are we are playing uh, you know reasonably well like you would say uh, given uh, you know the how how much time the aiff has spent uh, preparing uh, the women's team but we just don't seem to get any friendlies uh, the indian national women's team does not play friendlies they just go from one 
competitive tournament to another and uh, still get kind of good results but you would have to wonder if they just get a few friendlies going into like uh, in april the olympic qualifier second round is coming up and if we have uh, the south asian games before that the saf uh, women's uh, tournament before that but if if we are to do well in that we need to play good friendlies like the men's team has been getting you know the china friendly or uh, you know we're playing jordan now we're going to play oman next that's the kind of preparation you need for those tournaments as well isn't it yeah and that's true of uh, even the domestic season uh, the women's uh, they, they, they you know it hampered them uh, uh, for not playing on too many occasions and uh, and the gaps between the tournament also you know it, it hurts you because you it is out of touch and uh, when you come back to the camp it, uh, it's all you know start from scratch you get in uh, it, it's not regular players that you can pick from it It's, uh, no, you really have to know. Uh, give it to the coach over there because it, it's not an easy task to pick players who, you know, whom you've not seen playing, and then you have them uh, get in the camp where you really have to assess them from all aspects, all from the beginning. Because when you when you see a domestic season that pans out on a longer duration, you always you know it's easy for you to pick up players. But then when you don't see the players into action, you know, it, it, it's a big task. I can understand. You no. Know, the women's team uh, the women's football is is really you know, uh, not given that much attention as it must be because i think i i see a lot of more potential in the women's team in in from the last uh, couple of uh, matches or the tournaments that we played uh, they've really been shining in in the way they've come back uh, in uh, in matches where they've been trailing so it really shows you know, the test of the character is is, is much uh, higher than uh, i would say at least the men's team because we've not seen a character of uh, fighting back from the indian team uh, once we've down to on too many occasions but that really ingrained uh, in the women te- women's uh, national team there mm, so we have uh, that result it's going to be uh, exciting to see how they do uh, in this olympic qualifier second round in april uh, meanwhile in indian super league kevin uh, so fc goa are on, on top Uh, they played uh, two more matches uh, than bengaluru fc bengaluru fc are on 13 points uh, after five uh, goa have played uh, seven uh, seven matches uh, 16 points and uh, the top four seems to be you know, after after we have uh, every team has played like six seven matches the top four seems to be, be becoming uh, pretty clear we have uh, you know northeast united falling down to the fifth spot Uh, Jamshedpur FC has also hit a little bit of a stumble although they're still undefeated but it just seems like you know we have uh, ATK sort of running out of steam we have Kerala Blasters who just can't seem to win Chennai FC one win after such a long wait Delhi Dana was Pune City no win who's who's been like who did you think would really do well but has not done well so far <laughs> I'm really hoping a lot from Mumbai City No, initially they did give you the the hint that uh, they not not uh, going back to the going guys way uh, where when uh, he was in charge of uh, his first season i think they did pretty well and they stayed there but uh, there was a slack in the second season so i was really hoping uh, mumbai city get off to a great start but that didn't happen uh, it, it really shook them off uh, but you know, surprisingly they are again back there and yeah. uh, a couple of good results and uh, 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 the the ability for them to not concede too many goals i think that has been the strength uh, 
uh, even though the, the 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 sloppiness was there in the initial game but uh, you know holding on to a few goals conceded i think that helped them to get their edge over the other, other matches over there Mm, and uh, it just seems like uh, you know you know some some team that has really disappointed me uh, and and this is second year in the running it's fc goa you know and and people will laugh like what they're top of the table right now but look at their defensive record it's like 12 goals conceded they have such a great attack that can uh, you know produce results against any team out there but they just keep conceding goals Uh, you know it's, it's it's baffling to me how they uh, you know it, the the playbook was laid out for them after what happened last season they knew that they were going to uh, do well in the attacking side but it was the defense that let them down so what happened you know from last season to this season the team management had so much time to fix the defense they've done nothing and that's that's literally the only reason why i don't see them as favorites right now it's because they scoring more than anybody else like 21 goals they have scored next is jamshedpur with 14 goals like you can see the heaven and hell difference uh, uh, uh sky and earth difference uh, in the in the tally but they just concede so many goals it just does not compute how you can just sit there and uh, not fix the problem after such a long time but currently you know looking at the other way uh Lopez has already made it clear that you know even though it's not a clean sheet, uh, irrespective of whatever the, the the number of goals are conceded, he's looking at the win. He's not looking at the goals that are conceded. Yeah, so but it's pretty yeah. clear when you go ahead. I think he's just uh, just follow following the same policy that they've you know gone ahead last year. Uh, yeah, but the last season. year they lost in the semi-finals. you know it it doesn't work like this this is a uh, league season where you need to deliver consistently and if you if you if the defense is not uh, you know up to the mark then somebody is going to find a way to clamp down on the attack and uh, score more than you can score and that's that's when you're just going to end up not being at the top and ultimately it's about winning the trophy and if you are or finishing top of the table it's if you're not doing it then what's the point you know great matches uh, explosive games every game that fc goa are playing uh, sees like four five goals but what's the point if they are not uh, able to deliver uh, with this team yeah but uh, i think in a way uh, this, this may just work out for them uh, to reach the, the the playoffs i think that's the whole key point here to make it to the yeah, playoffs yeah but then you then you go into the playoffs and bengaluru fc just plays a game of game of uh, containment <laughs> and then uh, you're out of the tournament and you don't oh, even yeah. get to the top of the table so there's there's no respect either way it's it's yeah. a bit disappointing it's, it's man difficult. it's difficult for them to just you know yeah be hold on holding on to a clean sheet and uh, yeah it, it is a bit of uh, surprising that you uh, there's, there's, no, there's no effort put into getting that clean sheet Sheet, even though they are scoring a lot of goals, mm. but uh, what what's been the most unsurprising team? Uh, whom I I will obviously you know pick up uh, North East United the way they've uh, gone ahead and surprise uh, uh, you know they they were expected to to be there at the bottom of the table and then uh, all of a sudden uh, you see them going all guns blazing and uh, and in in a matter of time they were topping the table. Mm. when uh, when when teams were struggling to get results by by themselves and uh, yeah uh, they finally were, were beaten by mumbai city and i was just talking about 
you know how it's been a recovery for mumbai city mm. uh, so i i'm pretty you know uh, surprised and pleasantly happy the way north east united have uh, approached this season you know uh, just continuing with the say the assistant coach uh, uh, from last season it makes mm. a lot of difference uh, but the number of signings that they got and i think it it is key that your players deliver even though you have uh, you know uh, from the management side you have somebody continuing uh it, it, it's all up to the players you know if you're not able to deliver if you're not able to hold on to those uh, key moments where you can finish or you can you know, just draw games and it's mm. been the difference for northeast united this season yeah it seems like you know uh, they have figured out one thing that uh, you know investing a huge number of players on uh, you know past prime uh, european players is a huge number of money on past prime uh, past prime european players rather than doing that they can get uh, cheaper talent from uh, nigeria who can actually deliver better results you know it seems like the i league clubs had something figured out that's why they kept bringing over players from uh, africa and uh, ogbeche wow what a performance uh, six goals in six matches he just he's just killing it he's uh, and he's got the midfield to back him up he's got uh, the supply line intact pretty much uh, gets like uh, five six uh, vital passes every game and uh, he's happily scoring and uh, uh, northeast united are winning it, it although it's a, it's a problem i would say because uh, you know how many goals they've scored they've scored uh, so far uh 10 goals six of them have come from uh, this one guy somebody claps him down somehow suddenly northeast united are in a huge uh, you know problem and the same thing happened in the northeast united versus mumbai city game uh, you know uh, he he was on extra guard duty and uh, they, they just uh, got the win like that yeah yeah that happens uh, when you have you know, one one scoring uh, scorer available and uh, you don't have uh your your other players in the team are you know, coming forward and stepping up to try to score goals so you will you know go down after a while it just works for a couple of matches and we did see it happening with the north east united unless they can you know, change things around and probably uh reduce the dependency on uh ugabeche uh, mm. so uh, we have that happening so who has uh, really made you uh, you know uh, pleasantly surprised or uh, you know uh, made you happy this season uh, is it uh, northeast united you're going to go with or somebody yeah, else is there as well that's been the the team of the season so far but at least uh, the first half is the same and again and uh, we we didn't expect uh, jamshedpur to go ahead uh, in a way uh, they finished the last season uh, they uh, they came close to reaching the the playoffs but narrowly missing it out over there uh so jamshedpur you know probably will be the second team that has been doing well uh, again unbeaten so far but uh, no this is a team uh, that's that's not holding you know, too many big stars but uh, it's an overall performance by the team the defense is uh, well well backing the, the midfielders and uh, the midfield also you know it always uh, keeps you in the game and uh, that's been the case for jamshedpur fc you know, the balance between not scoring and not able to uh, concede uh, uh, that that's you know that's that's i think uh, how they've been able to scrape through so far mm. uh, so i i think uh, jamshedpur fc is right up there uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine to... imagine a couple of good attackers being added uh, to Jamshedpur FC. I mean, if they can release a couple of uh, uh, misfiring players and uh, just sort out their attack, they can be uh, you know title contenders. And you know what Jamshedpur FC reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, ATK from 2016. Okay, it's the same kind of uh, sneaking through, sneaking through, not winning, just one goal wins here and there. Somehow, just getting enough points to get into the playoffs, and once they are in playoffs, then they can play, uh, you know, the dirty game of, uh, you know, just clamp down, clamp down on the other attack, and uh, maybe win by penalties. Because who cares? It's, it's a tournament. It's, it's a cup tournament, and uh, you can win by penalties and uh, be called champions. So I think Jamshedpur FC at this point are the dark horses of the tournament. Uh, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. You know, Jamshedpur FC has been you know uh, been there right in the middle. Uh, they've not performed too well, but they've not performed too badly as well. So quite a good run for them so far in in the league. Uh, do you feel there's any way back for FC Pune City? I don't know, man. It seems too late. How far they are? How seven matches, two points. Like how are you gonna make up uh, eight points? Right, right now the uh, threshold is at seven matches, eleven points uh, for for Jamshedpur FC. There's a very good chance that that's going to be pushed down if uh, North East United beat Kerala Blasters in their seventh game. So then the bottom threshold will be for top four, thirteen points. So at this point, uh, Pune City will be eleven points down. How do you make a comeback for for that? And and I think I think the season is over for uh, Delhi Dynamos, uh, for Pune City, for Chennai FC. I don't care how many matches they win. Uh, Kerala Blasters. I'm not very sure. They just don't seem to be having that winning mentality, and it's it's a bit dis- disappointing. It just seems like that fighting spirit is not there. And part of it is because of see, it's it's a fan-driven club, right? The fan, how the fans react will give the uh, management a lot to think about. But the way the fans were elated when Kerala Blasters were getting draw after draw simply because they were in the top four, that kind of sealed the the fate. Because remember, it was the fans who wanted David James back. The fans yeah. who wanted David James to stay after, you know, chip the ball to the striker's chest gate that <laughs> happened last year. And they were doing the same thing. They were getting draws and because ISL is a top four game, not a title race, everybody was happy, and and that's what led to this because uh, they just grew content uh, in in just getting draws. And if you're happy getting draws, then you end up losing uh, eventually. And and mm. I just don't know if if they can make a come come back from here. Same thing. I, I, think, I think you know what what you're pointing out exactly. You know it can be worked uh, and applied to Pune City as well. Last season was. The perfect season for them. The way they were Lankovic, attacking uh, last season. They had spirit last yeah. season. And and it was so aggressive that you know it, it overflowed at times. And we yeah. saw you know, so many suspensions happening. But again, that should have continued. That's what I, my feeling was. Mm. You know, when, when you have a team doing so well, with a change of mentality. You've seen other you know, coaches come in with different mentalities. Mm. And this was exactly what the team needed. And they delivered. Mm. I, I really don't know. Probably no, it could have been different aspects uh, for not... Having Rankovic uh, continue, but I think he was the perfect man for them. Uh, in a way, that was that was suiting the the, the style of play. Uh, but it really go, went the opposite way when uh, uh, Portugal was appointed because we've seen uh, the work that he did with uh, Delhi Dynamos. It wasn't really uh, uh, 
acceptable uh, for for the team that um, uh, that was present at last season. Uh, and this season, we talked about Pune City having the the, the, the key players in different positions. Uh, we, we had even the core retained. Um, uh, you know that really you no know, led to the belief that probably the right team, but not the right manager or the coach. And it really you not know, showed in the first two games, but. Uh, sacking the coach in after the third game was a big surprise for everybody, mm. and uh, I, I think it's in a very similar situation for Pune City. I mean, just as you pointed out for Kerala Blasters. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mess that they are in, man. Uh, but uh, Pune City are in a way worse position, similar with uh, Delhi Dynamos. I would say, uh, dude, it's see. This is where I come back to the point of having Indians as head coaches because. Delhi Dynamos. Remember when they did the draft? We were so uh, you know excited about the Delhi Dynamos team because they were picking up so many Indian talents uh, who were gonna you know blossom and deliver uh, down the line. Well, at that point, you needed a good Indian head coach who understood what these guys need. You know, and every time Delhi Dynamos just keep changing the head coach and somebody who comes in who's got limited exposure and experience of uh, you know uh, Indian football. And has a limited expertise in uh, in terms of how to groom, you know, the Indian talent from this generation. It's it's always a specialist job. It's it's always uh, different uh, from generation to generation. What kind of uh, grooming they need, and and this is what you end up with, man. It's just Delhi Dynamos. I don't even remember when was the last time they won a match. Probably back in February or something. <laughs> four draws, four losses. It's it's a mess, and the Dynamo's Ultra have a upside down poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a rather uh, unfortunate thing to look at. Uh, yeah, this, uh, the story is very similar to what they are going through right now. Upside mm. down poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good metaphor. Chennai FC, uh, man. The only thing about uh, the. That really like bothers me about Chennai NFC is because they're gonna represent India in the AFC Cup, and and this this is when they mess up. This is when they mess up. They won the trophy. They were in a high. They kept the same coach. They kept the same core team. They went into this season. Suddenly everything just fell apart. What just happened? I mean, I have no idea. It's it's like. This was Chennai NFC's season. Like this is the time you go to play in Asia. You're representing India. You have, uh, you know, the the eye eyes of the nation on you. And this is when you mess up. You just like show turn up and show no consistency from your last successful season. And and then what? Like, what do you think went wrong here? I think what what I feel is you know, ISL should. So implement the uh, policy of changing coaches every year. Right? We've not seen a coach who's been retained for the second year running. So do uh, yeah, yeah, we've, we've done in the first. Year. I mean, uh, uh, we had Matarazi uh, in Chennai NFC. We have other coaches being retained. We had uh, the initial coach of ATK who, who served for a couple of years. Uh, you know, so so yeah, it's not like. Coaches should have a have a time limit on how long they are gonna uh, be there, but it just and just going by the trend, we've not seen a uh, coach who's you know running for the second year or the second season and do well consistently. So I think the same problem is with Chennai FC. They they stuck to the coach, uh, they stuck to their core team, uh, expecting similar results, but 
all of a sudden it just fails mm. maybe it's not the energy that was there in the first season uh, maybe it's you know too much pressure after being a defending champion or, or having a successful season it just dies out you know when you have the same coach and uh, similar players running in the second year i i don't know man i think one uh, thing that i would say is that the indian strikers are not uh, delivering jj has not delivered uh gregory nelson and the salom have scored one goal apiece you got thoy singh scoring three goals who's the top scorer of the team <laughs> right but he's dude dude he's he's a his his job is not to score goals right what this shows is that the attackers are successfully contained by the opponents so you have uh, you know other wingers and midfielders uh, and sometimes defenders getting a goal or two right so that this just means you know if if this you you can't be winning matches if the striking department fails and uh, chennai nfc uh, you know on paper they are a good team on uh, uh, every indication says they should be in the top 3 like if you go by the strength of the core team and uh, they just end up conceding way too many goals and uh, and not scoring as many so now we have a situation where they are you know fighting for the you know fighting to be top of the table from the bottom and uh, it's it's just a bad look for indian football because they're going in and guess what's going to happen they're not going to get seven eight foreigners to get help them out they're going to get just four when they go into afc cup and then what happens right and uh, so so this is a uh, bit unfortunate to look at but anyway uh, uh, you know enough of uh, isl for now uh, uh, you know th- some teams are obviously bengaluru fc we don't even need to talk about them because uh, everybody thought they were going to be top of the table and they're going to be top of the table pretty soon uh, doesn't matter yeah they're doing what they they're supposed to be doing uh, so yeah uh, i league though big surprise is that isl fc are at the bottom of the table all of a sudden and they were not yeah. even they were not even bottom of the table in their first season like when they when they were relegation candidates uh, it's the team just does not seem to have that morale this season you know i think i think something has happened when something has happened with the management with the way the team is run it's it just uh, because they have a good coach in gift rai khan the team is not significantly worse than last season so what what's what's just bringing them down now yeah uh, looking at the losses that they had it's not bad ones it's not terribly played is this that you know the their strikers are not just able to get in those clear cut chances and that's that's you know in short it really can't, can't pick out any problems for this uh, for, from the sezo team you know the ingredients look right for you know, a decent run but probably you know they should pick up after this uh, 50m so uh, two two draws and two losses i i don't think it's bad situation to be in as of now uh, but what what's worrying is uh, not having clear cut chances in front of goal so that is you know the more troublesome part around being uh, uh, bottom after four matches i think i think they should pick up pace in, in a while All right, we're going to pause for a short break now. On the other side, we're going into all the details about the I-League. 
Hey everybody, it's another awesome week on IVM Podcast. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This week on Cyrus Says, Cyrus talks to journalist Rachel Lopez about her Taxi Ceiling art series and her own podcast, Wordy Wordpecker, available only on the IVM Network. On Simplified, Chuck, Narain, and Shrikhe deconstruct the latest UN report on climate change and why the next two decades might be the most important for the Earth. On the latest special episode of Paisa Vesa, Anupam talks to Hansi Marhotra, an investment professional and owner of the financial blog, themoneyhuns.com. On Shunya 1, Sheila Ditya and I speak to Arpit Ratan, co-founder of ScienceZ, a fintech company that makes regulatory processes for bank and other financial institutions simple, secure, and compliant. On the Kinetic Living podcast, Coach Urmi talks to childhood buddy and actor Shikatal Saniya. She elaborates on her fitness journey and how she balances work, diet, and the need to stay fit. And just a reminder, guys, please tell a friend. You need to tell a friend that you're listening to a podcast that you like and get them to listen to the podcast that you think they will like. And with that, let's take you on with your show. Shilong, you were so happy when they won the first, goal, the first game uh, and the three losses <laughs> back-to-back after that. What do, what do you think, man? What just went wrong? They just seem to be getting called out now. Like, uh, they lost to Arrows. Uh, they had... Uh, uh, yeah they're being dominated at this point yeah 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 no, that 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 i i was you know uh, over over the moon when uh, the first win came along mm. but i also had to know keep aside uh, thinking that we don't have any foreigners in this team and that really hurts them when when you you do plan to go ahead with an all indian young side now we we are talking about a young side because uh, lajong as we know you know they have their, their youth is just strength uh you can call them a you know a mix of uh, indian arrows team and a, a self made uh, uh, academy that they've come up with mm. but what would really know had them uh, being in uh, one of the uh, the mid table teams was the foreigners that they included mm. i think they were the missing pieces that uh, the team lacked wherever uh, there was a fault that uh, could arise i think that was filled up well by the foreigners and that's exactly the the problem that we see over here Uh, because you know, at some point of time, uh, you have to be a bit competitive, and when you lose at the advantage, you know, when you, it, it, it's not an advantage, it's something that is offered to you to you know um, be as competitive as, as the other teams, and you, and you choose not to take it, so you will be you know um, you know tested for that, and uh, and then that's been the case so far. For me, uh, I think Azol will even pick up, but uh, Lajong will. probably no uh, keep going down that is what my feeling is unless no uh, they can they can just uh, shift things around uh, with a bit of uh, more of possession play and to no, not lose the ball too often i i do do see the midfield just you know, all over the place at times mm. you know at this point i want to uh, reserve judgment on some teams like churchill brothers three draws okay let's not let's let's give them some time uh, minerva punjab Uh, one loss, one draw, one win. They're not firing all cylinders. Uh, you know, let's let's mm. give them some time as well. Uh, Neroka, Mohan Bagan, uh, uh, you know, Gokulam as well. Just just let them be for a bit because none of these teams are showing their full potential yet. But let's talk about the top two. You know, Chennai City and East Bengal. East Bengal started so strong. They looked like favorites. They had a good, uh, you know, a good team assembled despite the transfer ban. Uh, if, and and by the way, there's there's going to be on uh, on Friday a hearing which may see the transfer ban being lifted. And then if they go go on and sign more players uh, by January, imagine how strong they're going to be. But Chennai yeah. City, Chennai City, what a start! And what a commanding lead in, at the top of the table. 
what yeah. what did they do right man this time <laughs> I, i think this is uh, what you get when you when you have your uh, own ground when you have your you know management not being too much affected by politics obviously it must be in some way but uh, not again we're talking about you not know, too much pressure being added by uh, teams like where you've been in uh, the corporate clubs where you know you're not freely given the choice of uh, you know what you want to go ahead with so this is a result of that you know three years uh, from the time they started and uh, this is how you, you want to see a team grow and uh, i i think uh, what what's what's going well with the team is i think they know every player knows over here so how how to contain the opposite team so well that you know negate their their strengths and keep keep up the pace for the 90 minutes i think we've seen a team grow uh, i always keep pointing out in the first season of chennai city that they they are not they are not a 90 minute team they they always in the fizzle out to the end of the second half and now that's that's become the strength you know, look at them uh, playing all out even when when you see the uh, the, the full time which is whistle approaching and and that that that's the key uh, that's how uh, they were able to get that uh, goal just before the full time 87 minute is when uh, the winner was scored uh, against east bengal and it just gives you so the edge when you're able to feel the side that's able to run that's able to contain that's able to fight till the last second mm. i mean uh, just but i think i think a big uh, credit goes to akbar nawaz the uh, coach of uh, chennai city uh, he's from singapore he speaks tamil pretty well i think we talked about him extensively when he came in and this guy is is somebody who delivers you know it's not like he's uh, he's just uh, uh, you know he's a young coach and uh, every single time he has taken up uh, the uh, you know the the reins of a major team they have always performed well and that's his record man it's like uh, tampines rovers he was coaching back in uh, 2016 uh, and 2016 2017 they finished runner up in the uh, singapore uh, premier league right and uh, in the uh, in the cup tournament also they reached the final he was uh, you know uh, coaching global in the philippines and they also were uh, runner up in the league so yeah they he he always goes in there and tries to win and uh, the, every single team that he manages ends up in the top and uh, that might have been a huge uh, factor in the way uh, chennai city have uh, you know reacted and let's just look at look at the way the team has uh, you know performed this time it's like they've got so many good spanish players who have come in and uh, yeah and pedro manzi is a revelation uh, sandro and pedro have such a brilliant uh, you know uh, combination uh, partnership happening happening out there nestor has been so good it's it just seems like he has hit the right uh you know right chord in terms of how to make this uh, team work and uh, you know use the use the indians as uh, basically uh, i don't know if i should go out and say that but uh, it seems like the the indians are playing that uh, you know main role in the defense and supporting roles uh, elsewhere and uh, yeah and the, and the and the spanish guys are just taking care of business <laughs> what do you think man yeah <laughs> no, it's it's a uh... it's a style that has been you know incorporated with the strength of the, the indian player uh and as as exactly you pointed out the thing uh, uh 
this is where you you can make the difference when you know the strength of your team and you are you know given that free hand he, he shaped the team well from from the time he got in charge uh, from last season we saw him uh, like, take charge a bit later but he he's learned you know what what uh, needs to be extracted how it's to be extracted from this team and uh, probably you know i can just make a small comparison this is what uh, shilong lajong is lacking you know the key mm. foreigners in in prominent positions that can make the difference in your team yeah i mean uh, this is brilliant uh, you know minerva punjab owner ranjit bajaj was uh, tweeting at rohit ramesh uh, saying like hey bro how does it feel to be top of the table but uh, guess what he they, he's he's doubling down chennai city are uh, actually you know keeping the top of the table uh, to themselves uh, for the time being uh, you know they were a good lead uh that's historic uh this is probably the best uh, you know i would say easily the best team that uh, chennai city fc have had in their uh, goalkeeper and uh, and i i don't remember a last time when a team from tamil nadu that did so well in the top division league it's it's a that's historic as well and guess where else chennai city have made history given they are the yeah. first uh, professional club in the history of indian football to sign two goalkeepers two foreign goalkeepers sorry <laughs> two foreign <laughs> goalkeepers uh, they've got they've got tyson they've got santana and leaving them all on the bench it's tofik who's playing all the matches imagine so so this is this works though this works uh, tofik has been good so far but if the pressure gets turned up then they can have an extra uh, foreigner in, in the outfield by uh, you know getting uh, getting a, a goalkeeper in here but uh, wait how many how many foreigners do they have in the outfield they've got 1 2 3 4 uh, six six foreigners so far they have signed right six foreigners so they they still have one more left in january they're probably going to sign another foreigner and then we're going to see some uh, magic happen in chennai city so uh yeah the, we might have another surprise team that's uh, you know uh, just just going for it this time to minerva punjab last season isol fc before that chennai city dark horse what do you say yeah probably probably it's a great run so far and uh, i think we have the right balance what is required to stay at the top or at least challenge for the title yes uh, and uh, this is another uh, bit of a irony that uh rohit ramesh vehemently opposed the idea of i league uh, increasing the number of foreigners uh, uh, in uh, allowed in every team and it seems like his team is getting a huge benefit out of having more foreigners in the team so mm-hmm. i don't know man I, i i never liked the idea of having more foreigners than afc allowed uh, in in the domestic league but you know uh, what's happening is happening let's see how chennai city uh, do it but the the biggest uh newsmaker in indian football right now the most interesting the most uh, revelatory the most historic uh, presence in indian football right now is real kashmir fc and we've seen how them coming into the top division has rejuvenated the uh, the valley the uh, the sports culture over there how you know just you just look at the uh, you know greater kashmir or kashmir mirror uh, all those newspapers every single day the headline would be something about uh, you know gunfire breaks out in this part and this many people die and uh, this time it's, it's 
it's just all about real kashmir fc it's all about the football it's all about the game all the, the players have become local heroes it seems like how you know the kind of effect that isol fc had when they were uh, you know in in uh, first first couple of seasons when they were in uh, uh, i league uh, same thing with neroka when they came into uh, the uh, the i league and it's it's just they just became folk heroes it's like an entire state's identity is being carried by this one team the the play, people are turning up uh, it's it's almost a sell out every game and uh, you know it it just seems it just feels so good to see uh, a club from kashmir making it to the top division by merit and getting good results they got a, they beat minerva punjab that was nothing to scoff at isn't it yeah that's it you know when we talk about uh, the next uh, step for a team you know it's the always the motivation that's drive, driving you uh, minerva punjab you know the, the way they entered the season when they entered the i league uh they didn't, didn't look like title challengers and same goes for chennai city same goes for neroga same goes for real kashmir real kashmir did get off to a bang of a start uh defeating the the champions on the, on the first opening day and uh, probably from there you know they 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 got noticed and uh, they are they're still right there uh, one loss one draw one win and uh, i i think how they fare well in the in the matches where uh the the title contenders will be up i want to really see chennai city versus real kashmir you know that's the game <laughs> that we are looking forward to and uh that will be a good watch definitely yeah it's uh, going to be interesting to see how uh, especially the the city based teams uh, you know sort of uh, react see churchill brothers is is kind of a foxy team with a lot of uh, players coming from the rural areas uh you have but you have these teams like east bengal mohan bagan mohan bagan are going there next you you have uh, you know uh, minerva punjab who have a lot of uh, players who are uh, who have been in the system for a long time right in the indian football system which is city based you know the the players come from uh, the rural areas but they come and stay in the uh, in the cities and train so it it's just that that prospect of seeing this uh, young blood kashmiri team going up against the best in indian football and uh, and it it's i think the iconic moments are going to be east bengal and mohan bagan because you just know these are the uh, you know teams that have uh, been the flag bearers of indian football for so long uh, mohan bagan went uh, to play one of the first high level football matches ever to happen in kashmir like couple of years back mohammedan sporting was the first one you know to to visit uh, a kashmir 11 team and uh, play in uh, srinagar then mohan bagan went and played a friendly that that sort of those friendly sort of kick started the modern era in kashmir football uh, and then lone star kashmir almost made it to the top division then we had uh, real kashmir finally doing it you know coming in how how excited are you to see uh those uh, you know those uh, games taking place at 6100 feet and really testing these big teams uh, to their limit uh we we saw mohan bagan struggle at uh, azol there you know the playing conditions and uh, that match when they talking about that match <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a similar similar memories that could that uh, uh, helps you understand that it's difficult to play at a condition where You know, the home team is is accustomed for so long, and uh, it's already you know the weather is going on on the lower side. The temperature is hitting the lower degrees, and uh, this gets 
difficult and difficult for for the for the away teams to come and even uh, get accustomed to to the weather there let alone you know uh, playing the free free flow game that they would be expecting to come along with yes uh, it is it, is going to be a, a treat for the fans to watch it's going to be a test for for the big teams uh, it's going to be a test for for uh, players who would not uh, played in those conditions so probably uh, advantage real kashmir there Yeah, let's see what happens uh, and uh, how uh, these uh, teams react. Mohan Bagan, uh, for their part, Shankarlal Chakraborty told us uh, after the Indian Arrows game that uh, they want to go there early. They want to get some extra sessions out there uh, because uh, you know if history is anything to go by, uh, you know when the altitude gets higher, uh, you know the the trouble that Mohan Bagan find themselves in also uh, you know gets deeper and deeper. So that's. all about i league right now we have uh, a delightful uh, relegation race coming up a delightful de- delightful uh, title race coming up the derbies are going to start kicking in next month and we will see uh, where this goes the top division all right so this is where we're going to wrap up today but guess what this week we're going to have more than one episode coming your way we're going to give you another episode tomorrow which will be all about uh, the upcoming international friendly between jordan and india uh we're going to go into details about the opponents uh, about uh, the whole uh, issue with sunil chetri missing out the match so come back to us tomorrow uh, great to see you back again bye every week comes a show where three people come together to tell you about stuff they like a movie a tv show a book and other stuff tune in every monday on the ivm podcast app to ivm likes batman approves this message thank you batman long long ago not in bethlehem but in a place nearby there was a wonderful birth of a huge show which i like to call cyrus says a show that encapsulates everything in human history from the first homo sapien to the last homo sapien uh, who's traversed the entire world and then come back to india this is a show which tells you everything about everything if you want to know avoid google come to us it's called cyrus says get new episodes every monday and thursday on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from it's simple as a b oh god what comes after that <laughs>